Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Podcast. I'm Lindy Kaiser, Senior Editor of ClearanceJobs.com. Healthcare is an important benefit, but many employees fail to take full advantage of all of their healthcare options. Today, we're learning from Salient CRGT's Chief Human Resources Officer, Kay Curling, and Bart Yancey, co-founder and CEO of DirectPath, an industry leader in employee engagement, healthcare transparency, and compliance. They'll talk about how employees and companies can work together to make the most of their benefit choices. You both recently appeared on a panel to discuss winning strategies to engage the workforce on their benefit choices. I'm going to go ahead and ask you to spill the beans. What are those three strategies? Yeah, this is Bart Yancey with Direct Path, and there are three key strategies that we've had a lot of success with Kay and her team at Salient implementing for her employees. One of those is planning and just how key that is on the front end and really determining what your objectives are as an organization. The other is really understanding your your workforce demographics and having a communication strategy that uh, speaks to those demographics. And then three is being able to engage your employees personally and to be able to give them resources to uh, have an ideal experience as they understand and and get to look at and consider their benefits. One of the things that I would add on to what Bart said is I think every company should think through what their benefit strategy is and how it fits into the company's business strategy and communicate that clearly to its employees. For instance, back in 2011, decided to move exclusively to consumer-directed health plans. There was a lot of messaging created from our CEO about why consumer-directed health plans were a part of our business strategy and why those were such a good strategy for our employees, enabling them to think now about saving for their future and health savings plans. And the communications seem to be linked both to the business plan and at the employee level. So for someone who might not know, what's a consumer-directed health plan and how did that differ from what you were doing before maybe? Many companies are familiar with preferred provider organizations or PPOs or HMOs, health maintenance organizations, or perhaps even exclusive provider organizations. Those are the types of plans that most companies have had for the last 30 or so years and they're very familiar with. A consumer-directed health plan is a law that's governed by the IRS, and they're otherwise known as high-deductible health plans. So there are a lot of rules and regulations around these plans, but the benefit of having a true consumer-directed health plan is that the consumer has some services that they can receive, um, such as preventive health and other things, such as a health savings account, that other folks in more traditional health plans are not allowed to have. All right, tell me a little bit more about DirectPath and how it works with companies like Salient. DirectPath serves as advisor as it relates to engaging and educating employees. And so we work with large organizations like Salient to give them technology and people to take their messages, primarily their benefits messages, and a lot of times the focus is going to be around their healthcare messages and their plans and giving them the resources to take those messages to the employee level and make it a personal conversation and ensure that employees have the opportunity to make decisions that are best for them and their family and to truly make decisions that are aligned, like Case said, with corporate objectives. So ultimately, Direct Path will 
take over an open enrollment experience for our client, as well as the new hire onboarding process. And then we've recently added services that are geared to giving employees health plan advocacy and transparency services. Kind of a tool that can both help the employer side as well as the employee side in terms of information and messaging. One of the benefits that Bart and his team bring to us as he spoke during the open enrollment period, I don't happen to have 10 extra people sitting there waiting to answer the questions or enroll our employees. So it's an extension of our HR team and an extension of our brand number one, but also one of the most useful partnerships with Direct Path has been around acquisition. We are an acquisitive employer, and as we acquire large groups of employees, we are faced with onboarding significant numbers of employees at a single point in time or over a very short period of time. This could also come because of a, a new contract win. What Direct Path is able to do for us, they're able to do many things for us, but the first thing is they can put boots on the ground for us. So they can go to those locations where our new employees are, meet with them, describe our plans, communicate one-on-one with them, and actually enroll them at that particular site. If we win a new contract and we need to onboard 40 new people, we can call Direct Path and say, hey, we have a surge of new employees coming in. Can you help us in terms of you know, adding some staff to get those folks enrolled? Bart mentioned the communication materials, that they are our communicators. And I don't want to short circuit that because it's really important for us, the amount of time and the quality of materials that Direct Path provides to our employees is unequaled. It is not something that our small communication team could keep up with. And it's just such an incredible resource for us to have both digital copies as well as hard copies when necessary. They have a top-notch communication staff that really provide a great deal of additional services for us. Most employees are kind of wrapping up those open enrollment periods now. Do either of you have kind of a piece of advice that you would give to individuals during that open enrollment time when they have the chance to reevaluate or potentially change their benefits? Yeah, I'll let Kay take that one since she's uh, (laughs) up close and personal with her workforce. So I guess folks should understand my workforce first. I have over 200 locations spread across the world. So communicating with um, a workforce that is hither and yon takes this type of arrangement, number one. The thing that I would say that the one piece of advice I would give is that every employee has unique circumstances. And Bart mentioned the fact that we want them to make the best decision for themselves and or their family members. To do that, you have to understand what the offerings are. I know of very few employees, regardless of the education of the employees, Very few employees really can make sense of today's employee benefits environment. And so what my one piece of advice is, make sure that you are able to help your employees understand what the choices are, how those choices interact with one another, what are the tax implications of the choices they're looking at, what are the gaps that they may have in coverage, are they a young family? And might they need additional term insurance? Do they have four kids playing contact sports and they may want to think about accident insurance? What are those things that that employee needs for his or her best short-term and long-term protection 
And to do that, you need both an advisor and good written materials. I think that's great advice. I'm feeling really bad that I just phoned in my open enrollment period. And I was like, can I just select what I had last year? Do, do I have to go in and change this? I think that's probably a common phenomenon for a lot of employees not wanting to kind of go in and make any adjustments there. Kind of along those lines, for me, I feel like it seems like over the course of you know 15 years in the workforce, it seems like my health options are getting smaller each year, at least for health benefits. I feel like there's maybe a lot of other add-on benefits. I don't know if you can speak to that or if that's even a statistically true statement. I do agree with you. I think from a major medical plan perspective, you know, we're seeing companies try to consolidate options and make options a little simpler for their employees. We have plenty of clients that have moved strictly to the high deductible consumer-driven plan that Kay talked about earlier. Now, with that said, we're also seeing the large majority of our clients giving their employees additional benefits that can complement that major medical plan. Health-related voluntary benefits like critical illness, accident insurance. And so, even though we're simplifying major medical, we're still finding that employees probably have more choices overall than they ever have. And so that's why we believe it's so important for our clients and really stress to our clients to, to really encourage their employees to actively engage in benefits during open enrollment. A lot of times that has to come from the top down. Employees have to be told that there is a call to action during open enrollment. But what we find is when employees do go through what we call an active open enrollment period, engage in their benefits, consider all of their options, that on the back end, they come out satisfied, confident in their selections and in a better place than they were prior. I would also say that I think it's important for them to understand what's inside of their plans. So for instance, what wellness opportunities are there? Do they have free preventive care? Do they have telemedicine? What's the difference between using a telemedicine doctor when you have the flu versus going to an urgent care versus going to your family practitioner. If they understand what those choices are ahead of specific episodes, they're more likely to be, as they're informed, they're more likely to make better choices for themselves. Likewise, with transparency tools or help, folks that can help them understand what different things cost in different settings, they should avail themselves of whatever tool. I know our insurer website that talks to, if you need an MRI, you know, the swing in cost could be $1,500 depending on the setting that that MRI is given in. If it's a freestanding radiological facility versus an MRI in a hospital. If it's a non-urgent MRI and my cost, uh, and I'm in a high deductible health plan and my cost swings between $400 and $2,000, I might very likely choose the $400 service instead of the $2,000 service so that I preserve some of the dollars in my plan. And bonus options now often are incented, and employees can receive points or credits or dollars into their spending account. So there's potentially a lot of offerings within the medical plan that they choose or within the medical options that they have available to them that go unnoticed and could really benefit. The other thing that I was thinking about was condition management program. Open enrollment's a perfect time to reach out to individuals who may have specific 
conditions such as diabetes and help them understand what's available inside or outside of the health plan. Are there programs to help them manage their condition? There could be some resources that they're just not aware of and leaving on the table. So we have this you know, period of intensity during open enrollment where everybody, most employees at least, should be considering what their benefits are. In between that time, are there things that you think employees should be doing, kind of make sure they're getting the most out of their benefits information they should be maybe asking their employer for or that employers are providing? During the year, there are several different things that employees can be doing, and one is utilizing resources they might have around um, advocacy, around transparency, just to, one, gain gain a better knowledge of their, their plan and how to utilize their plan and, um, you know, maximize their spend. And then I also think that many of our clients have started communication campaigns, education campaigns throughout the year, whether that's utilizing texting capabilities, utilizing email capabilities, video. We're doing a lot of that for our clients. And again, just helping plant some seeds with employees throughout the year and and reminders. We find that that's going a long way with some of our clients. Yeah, one of the things that I would add, and it does not take a pro to do this, you can put together three to five slide, what I call burst trainings that a company can house on their intranet that talk about specific opportunities within their benefits plans. One may be how to be tax efficient in your selection. Um, You might want to talk about short-term versus long-term protections. These first videos I've seen used very, very effectively where you might send out a a blast message saying, hey, when you grab your morning cup of coffee, maybe you can set aside three minutes to take a look at a couple of things that you might find important. And one of the things I've done is try to time them around if I want to teach folks about sunscreen and drowning prevention and the types of things that are affiliated with summer, I'm going to send those out around Memorial Day. If I want to talk about tax efficiencies within plans, I'll probably talk about them around April 15th. So there's all sorts of little things that companies can do at no cost to help continue the awareness of the importance of what their employer is providing and the importance of their willingness to look at the materials and educate themselves on what's available. Should benefits be a factor when an employee is considering a new job? What should they be looking for? What kind of information should they be asking for from an employer when they get that job offer about benefits? I certainly think all candidates should be asking, and I know the colleges are pooling the seniors very well in how to interview and what to ask for. But I think the first thing that someone should ask is, what is the company's benefit and compensation philosophy? That will tell you a lot about that company. And I would certainly hope that the folks that are representing the company to the candidate would have those answers readily available. And then I'd also ask, what programs does the company have to help me stay healthy? Does the company believe in health and wellness and a balanced work-family life? I, I certainly know the millennials are asking those questions, but I think we should all be asking those questions. And then what can you do to help me fill in? The needs of a student coming out of college could be vastly different than someone in their late 30s or 40s with several young children. So I think everybody should be asking the questions that are relevant to them. But the good news is all of these 
are understood by benefit professionals. If they call a benefit advisor at Direct Path, BART's employees are going to know how to answer these questions because this is their field of expertise. I would certainly hope that our recruiters would also be able to answer this question. These aren't questions that should stump the panel, I guess is what I would say. And one thing I would encourage any candidate to understand is what can they negotiate? You can negotiate salary within, you know, some range at the, based on the value of the job. Some employers will allow you to negotiate PTO. We know of individuals with more years of tenure may come in at a higher PTO rate in some employers. But there's some things that absolutely cannot be negotiated. And when somebody tries to negotiate on those points, it feels silly and they, it, it makes them look uninformed. So, for instance, you can't negotiate what your 401k match is going to be. That's an IRS-regulated program, and companies can't vary that. Likewise, you are probably aren't going to be able to negotiate things like what medical plan you're eligible to participate in. You know, different groups of employees have different eligibility rules, and those rules, because our plans are also governed by the IRS, those rules apply to everyone in those like conditions. So I think it, it's good for them to understand what the benefits are and what they are able to negotiate. You know what you can bargain with at the table and then what, like you said, kind of limits your credibility because you're asking a company to, to negotiate on, a, on something they can't. Was there anything else that you wanted to add, either of you, that would be kind of important to know in this conversation about how benefits work, how to engage your workforce on benefits, and what candidates should be considering as it pertains to benefits? I think the only thing that I would say is it's an active year-round process. It's not something that's one and done. The active word, I think, is really important. We find that our client that are willing to, to mandate an active engagement in benefit end up in a much better place than if they were to really go in more of a passive environment, which is what a lot of companies are unfortunately still doing. For me, you know, in terms of having a flexible spending account and all of that, I think especially having young kids year to year, what you can take out of each of those benefits changes. What you're looking for in your health benefits changes. And I am the type of lazy, awful person who, if I was not forced to log in and change, it would probably keep my benefits the same for every year. So I'm just... (laughs) Speaking of my own accountability, it is helpful to have that time when you say, hey, it's time to reevaluate your benefits and look at what you actually need this year versus what you had last year. Yeah, it's also a really good time to take stock of who you're covering. Because if you've still got three dependents on the plan and they've all graduated college and have their own health care plans, the employer is bearing a cost of keeping those dependents on the plan when it doesn't make any sense to do so. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Security Clearance Podcast. Please visit news.clearancejobs.com for more security clearance news, insights, and information. Have a great day.